This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, December 12th. Corey, you had a pretty good game. It was the Cardinal Cup yesterday, and that had the Staples Motley Cardinals, the Uppsala Cardinals, a lot of red and white in that gym yesterday, huh? Yeah, there sure was. Uh, Uppsala on the road got a 64-60 victory over Staples Motley, and uh, just a a fun kind of paced basketball game. Not a lot of points um, for two teams, I think, who... um, I want to get the ball up and down the floor a, a little bit, but I want to give both of them credit because they want to get out in transition. Both coaches told me uh, they wanted to get out in, in, in transition, get those easy buckets when when um, when the opportunity arose. Uh-huh. But sometimes those teams that like to get out and really really run, um, they lose their focus in the half court and. Um, neither of these teams did that. They were, they were, they definitely had their plan in the half court, and then wanted to take advantage of of up tempo stuff when the opportunity gave them, uh, gave it to them. So uh, any miss, let's get out and go. Obviously, any turnover, let's get out and go. Um, after a make, let's get the ball down the floor and see what happens. And obviously, with the with the shot clock now in high school basketball, it changes your approach just a, a, a little bit you want to maybe not spend a ton of time lingering around uh in the front court you know you get it across mm-hmm. the timeline and and get into your offense but um and neither team i i i thought lost sight of the just because we didn't get our transition bucket means we have to force the issue in the half court i thought they remained disciplined on that end of the floor which was um uh, which was pretty nice. A really nice, I thought, early season basketball game for uh, for both of those teams and for Uppsala to go on the road now. Um, a nice little start. Uppsala's 3-1. and one. They've got victories now over 2A Holding Ford and Staples Motley. Um, I think Staples Motley, the, that boys team, is going to be okay. They've got a brand-new head coach this year. Um, uh, so there's some growing pains that come with that. Just learning a new system and what's expected of you, and and uh, yeah, I know basketball is basketball is basketball, but there's just some some nitpicky specific things that each one coach um, emphasizes over another coach, and that's going to be an important thing to um, understand and learn. And as the season goes along, that that Cardinal boys basketball team, I think, is Staples Motley <laughs> is going to be okay. And it seems like Upsala's got a little. Something cooking here in the early part of the season, which is cool. Yeah, definitely a team to watch in that south part of Section 5A. Uh, I know I, I can't remember what side of the bracket Browerville is on. I know they kind of fluctuate, but uh, it's them and Browerville and Nevis. They're always uh, kind of towards the top. And yeah, like you said, a, a new kind of regime there at Staples Motley. So uh, should be fun basketball for the Cardinals this season. Which one am I talking about? Yes. 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 I think you're right, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Both of them. Uh, Hey, Corey, speaking of basketball yesterday, the Minnesota Timberwolves played the New Orleans Pelicans and always a a tough matchup. I feel like New Orleans is for the Wolves. I can't quite explain it. Uh, I know Ant wasn't playing yesterday, still kind of dealing with that hip. I'm fine with it. Wolves are 
they they got a lot of games to play. Well, They're, he came back and kind of re-aggravated it. So right. yeah, we might not. We he's done probably till the new year, right? Right. Well, he probably tried to push through it and then you know realized he wasn't healthy. And they're like, well, what are we doing here? It's December. Like we don't need you playing through something now, re-aggravating it to the point where he's out for three months or something. Jaden McDaniels did come back to the lineup though yesterday, which was important for the Wolves, but. <clears throat> I mean, other than that, I kind of was in and out of the game. Uh, I I was at my parents' house yesterday, and, like, they flipped the game on. I'm like, awesome. And then, like, 8 o'clock, my brother grabs the remote and changes the channel. It's like, we're watching Big Brother Reindeer games instead. Ish. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, uh, so that's what happens when you go back to your parents' house for a night. To They invite you over for food, and you're like, yeah, I'll sit and watch the game. And then all of a sudden, your brother grabs the remote and changes the channel. Hey, do you want to come over and watch Big Brother Reindeer Games? Yeah, if that was the premise. No. Been, yeah, if that was the premise, I would have stayed at home. Yeah, I'll make a grilled cheese. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, did yes. Zion play? Yes, he did. And Zion gets the superstar whistle. Uh, despite not doing anything to be a superstar, which bothers me to high heaven because the Wolves... Ne- and this isn't a w- refs are bad, refs are whatever. I'm not trying to... Wolves lost they that game. They are, though. They didn't shoot well enough. Minnesota did generally. But yeah, you're right. Like they, they, They're spotty. And the refs, once again, poorly officiated game. Zion can just... Zion runs through the lane like an NFL running back who's built like an NFL lineman. In the words of Booger McFarlane on Monday Night Football, he's a Popeye's biscuit away from becoming a tight end. Uh, like that guy is, a but Zion's closer to a left tackle. He's huge. <laughs> He's one Popeye's biscuit away from becoming the starting center of the New Orleans Saints. Correct. Uh, but the th- he gets the whistle. He can just bully his way through the lane and not get a call. Gobert got in foul trouble early, and McDaniel's got in foul trouble. Cat had a nice start to the game. Things got weird. He fouled out. Like there was the, the Wolves didn't play a clean game. The refs didn't help. There was very very touchy whistles on some stuff, where even Jim Pete, who I think is, like, he's obviously a Wolves homer, but on the broadcast... He's pretty fair. He's pretty fair, and he's like, these whistles are... Like, it ha- one of them happened right away initially. He's like, that's ticky-tack. And then watches the replay, and it's just like, yeah. It, it's so- 40 free... The New Orleans shot 40 free throws uh, um, last night, and there is something to be said, and it's it's true, there have been studies done on this, like... The home whistle for the vis- and and the visitor whistle. It's two, those two teams, the home team and the visiting team, are officiated. It's two different games that are right. happening. It's how we officiate because um, it's just been found they're influenced by thirty thousand people screaming at them, the fans, and they're yeah. influenced by Zion being a big name and a big body, and also Zion just got. Hammered. He got hammered on national after, media after the uh, in-season tournament stuff. Like the people were just like, he's huge. Stephen he, A. Smith called can't. him fat. Well, he is. <laughs> he is out of shape. He's out of shape. I mean, the stories out about him. They're every other week at this point. Are like the Pelicans have told him, "Here's a diet you need to be on, and here's a way to stay in shape." And Zion has basically told them. Kick rocks. I'm not doing it. You well, can't tell me what to do. That dude has no interest. Remember when uh, in Carl being a superstar? Actually, remember when Carl Anthony Towns got after Ant a year ago and was like, "Hey, he can't be like. It's fun for him to joke about eating McChickens and Popeyes all the time, but he can't be doing that." And you know that story ended, and nobody's went. Ah, Ant doesn't seem like he's in shape. And Zion, it's like, "Hey, man, you got to stop eating Popeyes 
And he's like, actually, I'll have another one. Thank you. Um, but the thing about the Carl story, and Ant is Ant was out of shape last year. Right. He came in, uh, not this year. No, we exactly. haven't heard those stories. So That's my point. Is so, like that exactly. problem doesn't linger. It yeah. doesn't linger because Ant learned his lesson and. And Zion seems to have not learned his lesson. That being said, he still is a freak basketball player. And when he decides that he's just going to do it, um, he can do what he did. He can bowl right through people. He can get to the rim whenever he wants because he's still got a lightning quick first step. And and he's just dynamic. And when you get hammered like that nationally, nationally, you're mm-hmm. going to come out and try to prove some people. I don't know what his final numbers were or anything like that. I, he had a but, good game. But I I wondered what what that was going to look like because they got after him. And also, they haven't played. The Pelicans were off since Thursday, so they had a lot of time to like practice and just kind of zone in specifically right. on the Wolves. The Wolves played on Saturday, I think. Was their last game? Yeah, I think that's right. So whatever they, I mean, they had maybe a game in somewhere, and maybe they played Friday night. I think whatever it was Friday, Saturday, Friday, something, something whatever. like that. They'd been off. They were home. They had a lot of things going their way. It's and you know some somebody made this tweet. I think it's a beat reporter for the Wolves from the Pioneer Press, and he what he said was sometimes in the regular season, motivation is more important than preparation, and this was just a regular season game where. New Orleans and specifically Zion was just very motivated to prove some people wrong. Yep. And whatever. New Orleans isn't a bad team. That's not a bad loss. It's- and a good lesson. It's not a bad loss. That's probably the best way to put it. You're you went on the road against a conference, you know, a team in conference and it's it's fine. It's totally fine. It's also fine. a good lesson that you can't just go somewhere and expect Right to win every every everything about this Timberwolves team is like uh, you can flip it to a positive because there's it seems like there's so much there. Yeah. Hey, you can't go into New Orleans and just expect to you can't waltz in and expect to come out with a victory, especially when Ant doesn't play. You gotta you you gotta kind of earn it. Yeah, exactly. So you know, let's not panic about the Wolves. What is that loss yet. number five? Yep, they're what seventeen and five. Oh no. You know, the, well, if they can only afford three more losses the rest of the season if they want the best record of all time. Yeah, so they better get on it, uh, Wolves. Come on now. I should look. What was the the top team in the league um, last year? Let's At this see. time, uh, or just in general? Because I think would I say twenty twenty three? Uh, well, this who had final the, standings. The one seed in the East was Milwaukee because they lost to Miami, and I think the one seed in the West, I think, was Denver because the Wolves played them because they were the eight. So it was either Miami, or so it's either Denver or Milwaukee. Twenty twenty two. So the Celtics had fifty seven wins. Um, the Bucks had fifty eight wins. Oh boy. Scrolled too far in the Western Nuggets fifty three. So the most wins a team had last year, uh, nobody had even sixty wins last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, there's certainly margin for errors if we all know. It's just kind of fascinating. I think sometimes a lot of times we think like you got to have to be the number one team, you got to have sixty six, sixty seven wins, right? Out of eighty two. Out of eighty-two, and that's just not. You, that's you, you that's get a lot. to if you get to sixty, you're probably going to be the one right. seed. 
And it's a tough stretch for the Wolves because they, I think their next five games are against like... December's some, tough here. December's a very tough stretch. They got the Kings coming up. They also have, I think, the Lakers mixed in there. They have the Heat. They have they have some tough games. So, you know, over this, counting yesterday and, and the next five games, if they can go three and three in this stretch, they're fine. So... I would... Yeah, and especially if they're not going to have Ant and they're not going to have... You like know. McDaniels is working his way back into yeah. game shape and stuff like that. Yeah, things will work out. At Dallas on Thursday, uh, at home versus the Pacers. Pacers, we all know, are feisty. They're going to be raring to roll coming out of that in-season tournament. Boy, they were fun to watch in that. Um, travel to Miami, to the 76ers, host the Lakers. Like, they played the Lakers twice uh, before the new year. Right. So one last thing for Minnesota sports related that we'll talk about today. I know we mentioned Joe Maurer. We were going to push that back a day because this is important, Corey. The Vikings only scored three points this week. Yep. They scored ten or they scored thirteen points over the last two games. Yep. And yet their playoff odds have went up. Yeah. Their playoff odds went up thanks to the Green Bay Packers losing. Oh, they choked to a backup quarterback. Tommy D. Tommy, you's been you's guys been devetoed. Was he the the he's Rutgers? The, no, he played quarterback for Illinois. Illinois, but he's from New Jersey. That's he, what it is. He okay. lives with his parents, and his agent was wearing like a mobster suit, like he's going to go work for Al I Capone. S- I saw that. That was amazing. Oh man, they're leaning into a great bit over I, there. I, you know what? I hate to break this to you. I don't think they're leaning into anything. <laughs> I kind of think that's what they are. There was a the Giants posted a video of Devito sitting with like a, a guy who runs like an Italian restaurant somewhere in New York City and they're just going over like rank your top five pasta your top five chicken your top like everything it's the most Italian thing you've ever seen they do a lot of this when they do a lot of talking yeah, with their hands of, and now yeah. listen like come on we got this. they turn on the they turn on the Italian like a dad mm-hmm. at the Olive Garden it's like, super cool man I, I uh, it's it it's fun for them but also it's fun that the Packers lost it's even more fun for me that that um that they lose, but I have to uh, have to like. It's weird to say. Watch out for Chicago, right? They handled Detroit. Chicago's, I think, a game or a half a game out of a playoff spot. It's a weird situation that we're all in. So right now, the Vikings, their playoff odds after yesterday's action moved up to sixty six percent chance to make the playoffs, a sixteen percent chance to win the NFC North, according to ESPN. If you go to playoffstatus.com, the Vikings had a very nice 69% chance to make the playoffs and a 1% chance to win the Super Bowl. So you're saying there's a chance. More like one in a million. That's all we need. I want to have some more conversation about Brian Flores. I want to have some conversation. Maybe that's about, a good question about, for tomorrow. About Joe Maurer. There's lots of stuff and and things still on the horizon for the for the Vikings. They they got to decide now. You got to lose out or win out. There's basically anything in between now. You're just kind of you're wrecking your chances at at anything positive. The Vikings to make the playoffs just need to win two games out of their next four. I think that's the baseline. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it might be more advantageous for the Vikings to lose out because as we've learned with the quarterback situation, they're not going to, I mean, you saw it, a 70% chance to make the postseason, but a 1% chance to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, is it's kind of the thing of like, for the culture, do you want the Vikings to get in because they're your favorite football team and you'd like to see them win more football games and, and play more football games? You know, I'm certainly in the camp of, you know, forget the long-term future. That's going to be what it's going to be. The Vikings should actually just try and get into the playoffs and just prove that 
they're a good team capable of good things than that they're just a quarterback away from being competitive again. But man, all of this got me to think, man, if Kirk didn't pop his Achilles, oh, he was on the Manning cast last night. I thought he was great. He was with Peyton and Eli. Peyton and Eli really liked having him there because they just asked him quarterback questions. I thought Kirk talked really well about like him getting drafted and him being like, you know, knowing he was going to draft to be the backup. He's like, oh man, I'm never going to play. And his dad's like, well, if Mike Shanahan drafted you, like that's probably a good sign if they think that you're pretty good and you know he ended up having his career and it's really fun it was really fun having uh, listening to him on the Manning cast yesterday uh but man if Kirk would have just not tore his Achilles I know it's not his fault the Vikings would seriously be doing some damage they seriously would have a legitimate shot of running through the this NFC right now but we don't because we're Vikings fans and we can't have nice things This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, December 12th.